What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy alive. Doing well. It's Monday morning. How was your weekend? Relaxing, actually. It was uh, pretty pretty chilled. Um, I was actually sitting in Saturday, and I was like, you know, just kind of rounding up for for bed and whatnot. And I was like, wait, this is Saturday. I thought it was Friday. <laughs> like it was so. I was so out of it Saturday and disconnected, if you will. It's because we did uh, something on, yeah. we, we did a, we did a podcast on, uh, on Friday. We did an exclusive on Friday, uh, with Marty. Yeah. Yeah. That's it what threw kind me of off threw too. it off. Yeah. So it threw, it threw me off and then Saturday rolled around and I'm like, all right, I'm supposed to be doing something, I think, but then I'm not. And then I was like, I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, t- I'm like, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm twiddling my thumbs and I'm like, I feel like I need to be doing something. But then I was like, no, I'm just going to chill. And it was, it was nice to, to have a, an evening off. And so I, I didn't really, I didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind the, uh, the break and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a welcome thing to have a day off. You know, we were planning on taking two days, but then hey, we've got an exclusive we can do now. So why not? Uh, But (laughs) it remains to be seen. If it becomes the only exclusive, then if all of our podcasts become exclusive, then I guess we can go back to two days again. So uh, but if we're if we're doing exclusives, then I don't see us slowing down. I see us actually increasing. So Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, this morning, got a few things this morning. Did you see that there's this video circulating of this cop running over this crowd of street racers? Have you seen this? Yeah, this, um, what was it, uh, Tacoma or whatever? Yeah, I, I did see that basically it looked like they were doing like street races and that kind of stuff, you know, just doing a little bit of drifting and so forth in the street. And um, there was actually some people that had been hurt from this, been run over. And uh, law enforcement showed up and they started swarming his vehicle. It, legitimately, it looked like it could have gone south at any moment and they would have... Um, you know, could have potentially killed him with how rowdy it was and everything and the, the amount of people that were swarming. And he um, hit the accelerator and got out of there and uh, pushed through the crowd. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're a cop or anybody for that matter? I mean, I guess it's not just a police officer, but if you're if you're a person that's in a vehicle and you pull up to one of these places where you've got, I mean, it looked like there could have been 100 people out there or more and they're surrounding your car and they're beating on your windows. What are you supposed to do? I mean, you don't know if any of those people are armed. You don't know if they're going to smash your window out, either drag you or one of your passengers out or stab you with something. You don't know. You don't know. Or as the um, as some of these uh, peaceful protesters like to do, they like to throw fireworks inside of people's cars uh, from mm-hmm. time to time. So what, what are you supposed to do? I don't blame the cop. I, I don't. I, I really don't. And, and I'm sorry, but you learned from a very young age. If you play out in the street then you're probably going to get hit by a car. Yeah. That's the first thing that your parents tell you. Don't play in the street. They tell you, don't play in the street. If a ball, get, you know, I mean, that was that was the thing. I mean, if the ball goes out into the street, you get an adult to come out and get it. Yeah. You know, or you make sure you look back and forth both ways three or four different times, make sure there's no traffic. Then you can go out in the street and get your ball. If you play out in the street and a car comes along, you're going to get hit by a car. That's common sense. 
Okay, I have no sympathy for you. If you're out there blocking traffic like this and a cop hammers it and runs over you, I don't have any sympathy for you. You shouldn't be out there in the street. So what's the media going to do? Have they put out stories saying cop runs over innocent, uh, innocent people in the streets or, or something? Is that what they've done? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I believe uh, I, they can't call them peaceful protesters because they weren't out there peacefully protesting no, it, anything. They, they were out there breaking the law. Basically. Yeah, they were street racing yeah. illegally. Illegal. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you expect? You're you're doing illegal activities. Of course, the law enforcement are, are to show up and uh, you swarm the vehicle and start pounding on it. What do you, what do you expect? I, I, I just I'm I don't I don't know how i mean i know the media is spinning in another way and cops are bad and all this kind of stuff which is ironic because weren't they just saying that cops are these wonderful heroes and all this kind of stuff and how amazing and great they are yeah, because yeah they were doing that because of the inauguration and then yeah now that that's over yeah. i mean i mean they got kicked out of the capitol and who had to step in and i'm not i'm not playing cheerleader I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, I'm just putting this out there. Trump said that the troops and the law enforcement personnel that were kicked out of the Capitol to the cold of the parking garage could use his hotel. As a matter of fact, he wasn't the only one. Madison Cawthorn, freshman congressman, one of the youngest, actually the youngest congressman to ever be elected to the U.S. Congress. You'd think that that would be some kind of a, a historic thing that the media would pay some kind of homage to. No, they don't care. No, they don't care about any He's of that. He's a white guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Also, he's a person with a disability. Don't they care about that? The guy was was invited to speak at the RNC before he was even in the general election. And the kid stood up. He's a paraplegic. He stood up on live TV. How is that not determination? How, how is that not standing in defiance of your own supposed limitations as a human being? Aren't they all about the people that have disabilities? <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. Supposedly, there's supposed to be tolerance as well. We've seen how so well he comes. Oh yeah. So he comes down to the parking garage to the troops that were down there. By the way, five thousand troops were put out into a parking garage that had twenty-four degree temperatures, twenty-four degrees Fahrenheit. That's below freezing for those that are our international listeners that use Celsius. That's below freezing, and they were given one electrical outlet. Five thousand people were given one electrical outlet, one restroom facility, and that was it. That's all they were given. No blankets, no cots, no blankets, no nothing. nothing, nothing. And so Trump, Trump stepped in and said, you can go stay in my hotel free of charge. No problem. Go there, get warm, get something to eat. How is that evil? How? Oh, they used you for your for the, the ad agit prop out of the Soviet Union to have their uh, their election. See, if you didn't have twenty five thousand troops, you wouldn't have anybody there because no one actually voted for this joker. That's what they needed him there for. So Madison Cawthorn comes down. He actually got him a whole a whole load of pizzas, didn't he? He did. Um, he came in and two dozen maybe. Or so, uh, maybe at least that. Uh, they they had the an SUV, and the the back of the SUV was full of pizzas. And the the amount that I seen that I can you know say for sure there was at least two dozen. So um, just based on the camera panning and how short the video was and everything, I, I couldn't tell if there was more than that. But nonetheless, where's the other people of Congress? In fact, we've had um, two governors say. Um, yeah, these aren't your puppets. Um, we're, we're recalling them home, which good on them. I wish more states would do that. But if Trump were such a dictator, such a, a crazy fascist and all the stuff, all the stuff that they claimed that he was, number one, why did he peacefully transfer power? Why was there that peaceful transition? Because if he was a crazy fascist dictator, there would be no competitors and he would not 
lose. He would he would win. And by the way, so, you wouldn't have had a platform to speak for the last four years. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to dissent. The media would have been under his total control. I and mean, you see what this, happens. This is, you see what happens. You see what happens. Oh, yes. He's the big fascist dictator. He's been, And this is not a Trump cheerleading platform, okay? We're cheerleaders for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. We're not cheerleaders for our guy or whatever. I, I've gotten some comments back this week about some people that are saying, oh, you're some big right winger now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like, uh, no, mm -hmm. no. If you're paying attention, then no. No, I'm not right. I'm not left. I call it like I see it. And it just so happens that the authoritarianism is not coming from uh, the right in this case, because as soon as as soon as something goes their way, what happens? As soon as something goes their way, they shut everybody down. Yeah. So I, it's tolerant. not my. Yeah, yeah, they're Oh, yeah, they're tolerant. So accepting. And, and yeah, yeah. Liberal. And, you know, I. I, I sit here every day and I'm like, you know what? I, I've never tried to win an argument. See, if you go you go at somebody and you try to win, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You just you can't convince people like that. It's about them making the transition to a, a way of common sense and logical thinking and reasonable thinking for themselves. You have to do that for yourself. It's not up to someone. See, that that's what everybody's trying to do is they're trying to throw points at each other. And, and one up each other. And that's not how you need to do things. You don't convince someone by doing that because you're just you're constantly butting heads. You're, you're constantly at each other's throats. That's not what you do. What you do is you talk to them about other things that you can agree on. Example. Well, we used to have sports. I don't think we have those anymore. <laughs> we, we used to have sports. We're not allowed. Yeah, we're not allowed. You can't talk to each other about... Um, you know, religious beliefs or any, well, that becomes a whole nother can of worms in and of itself. But I would like to say that there is uh, something that you could sit down and you could come to a common ground on. And I, I think that there are a few things cooking, for example, I mean, you could come up with ideas about what you do to relax, but we're not very relaxed right now either. See, that's what all this is about. It's about destroying everything. So everybody's turned against each other and everybody's constantly fighting and everyone's at each other's throats. So you never can come to an agreement on something and you can never unify and you can never go after the actual problem. See, they've given us a problem with no solution. Maybe I'm being too serious this morning, but that's where everybody's at is we're all at each other's throats. We're all sitting here bickering and arguing over stupid things that just don't matter. So anyway, so there's this meme floating around out there of Bernie Sanders at the inauguration. <laughs> yeah, Everybody seems to be getting on this. You know, there, I've seen some of the craziest stuff out of this. Like there's one floating around. There's a GIF file floating around, the, you know, those animated pictures. And there's this mm -hmm. guy that walks with one of those fold up chairs, you know, those like sport chairs. People sit on it like sidelines of like little league games and stuff. And he walks by. And I, I put it up. You saw it. And uh, he flips the chair out and it's Bernie and he just slams it down next to him. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Bernie uh, sitting on the Forrest Gump bench. I've seen him sitting out in front of Trump Tower. And uh, there was one that I, I saw like, uh, you know, how Crowder does that. Um, change my mind thing. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one where Bernie's sitting behind that desk and it says, I should be president, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, yeah, but okay. So Bernie's sitting there and he's got his, uh, he's got his hands crossed. He's got these mittens on, right? And I swear you could make this up. He goes out and he's telling people that these mittens are great and they're handmade and this is what we do in my area of, of Vermont and we know how to keep warm and all that stuff. Well, People that are wanting those mittens, they're having a little bit of a problem trying to get their hands on some of those, so to speak. Oh, no. Yeah, they're not really available anymore. Mm. And and the reason they're not available 
is because the woman who made them quit making them because high taxes killed her business. So it's it's funny that you have a guy here who's a socialist that advocates for higher taxes. I'm sorry, he's a he's a, excuse me, he's a democratic socialist that argues for higher taxes for businesses and middle class and and all the rest of it. Uh, but he also argues for taxes on, you know, the top 1% or whatever it is. Well, what is that now, Bernie? We, we've decimated the middle class with all these lockdowns. What What's that now? What's the what's the top 1%? It seems to me that um, the 99% are the people that you've destroyed in all of this with your lockdowns that you've advocated you, for and gone along with. You know, he used to say millionaires, right? Millionaires and the billionaires. Yeah, millionaires. Yeah, then he became one. And now uh, it's just the billionaires and the trillionaires. trillionaires. Now it's billionaires yeah. and trillionaires. And when he yeah. becomes a billionaire, then it'll just yeah. be the trillionaires. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's going to have to do some. Uh, well, actually, no, he could become a billionaire pretty quick overnight. In fact, um, we we all could become millionaires overnight. In fact, well, Ber- Bernie sold out to the system. That's what he did. He should have stood tall. Uh, and honestly, I, I'm not I'm not really a fan of Bernie Sanders at all. But I will I, I will up until the last election give him credit. Uh, when I say the last one I'm talking about in 2016, he should have stood tall against the machine. He would have taken a lot of Democrat voters away from that base and he would have stood for something. I don't like it. I don't like it. I wouldn't have liked it, but at least he would have stood on principle and I would have respected him a whole hell of a lot more than what I do now. He sold out. He sold out. Hell, even Trump said it. He said Bernie took the deal. He took the deal. He took the deal for a private island, a house and a book deal. That's what he got. You know, it was Hillary Clinton saying, step aside, Bernie, you're not getting this when clearly Bernie got screwed. He did. He did. He got screwed. He got screwed by the Democrat Party. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, he's just an oligarch at this point. Just just the same as all the other ones. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. And you know what? That's what socialism ends up being. But here's the thing. This is kind of what we've been talking about. And this is kind of what we've been railing on or against. It's not exactly that we're seeing socialism brought here. They are bringing it here, but it's a different type. It's it's I more say akin this, to China. This is corporate fascism is what this is. That's what China does, though. That's what China has right now. That's what they the figured out. Yeah, they figured out that as long as they keep you happy with some little bits of you know, little treats here and there. So you get to keep your Netflix, you get to have, you know, your, your sports games and that kind of stuff. You'll capitulate to any kind of tyranny as long as you get your little treats like that. You'll put up with it. And I'm concerned that the American people aren't rebellious enough to go against that narrative. I'm, I'm hoping that America is still, we still have that in our blood that we want our freedoms. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. But if you're to go onto Twitter and look at the White House's um, official Twitter page and look at the comments to some of those uh, posts that have come out, either they've been heavily censored, a lot of the right wing aren't there anymore, or people are just that, uh, for lack of a better word, stupid. I'm, I'm betting it's a mixture of the first and the third options that you put up, because yeah. if you were to watch the YouTube stuff, I, I mean, I, I've been watching it. You, you can see it in real time when they do it. I've seen the clips and everything of them doing it in real time. They will actually remove the dislikes because wh- where's the 82 million? Where's the 82 million? You get a thousand likes on a video and they get 13,000 dislikes. It gets so many dislikes on YouTube when this uh, when the White House does something that it actually delists the video. 
So their algorithms won't even be able to categorize it anymore at that point. So in order for them to do that, they have to delete the dislikes on their end. So the video will actually be listed somewhere. I mean, I, I thought that this was supposed to be like the, the most popular president in U.S. history. And uh, people are so afraid to go around because they need to social distance because they're afraid of a pandemic and, and all of this. Well, then naturally, that would lead you to conclude that they should be online supporting this administration, right? They should be online supporting the administration because they don't want to go out in public and do it publicly. So you should have that online digital army that you need. Well, yeah, they see, don't have it. They don't have it. Yeah, but no, see, this is what's happening. See, YouTube is failing to regulate these fake accounts that just keep see oh, a bunch of these right wing people are making bots. yeah, they're making fake accounts gotcha. and just spamming the downvotes. That's all they're doing. Right. They're creating them so fast that, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the mm -hmm. system just can't keep up with it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. OK, um, Bitcoin. There's a story floating around about a guy who was given 7000 Bitcoin in like 2009 or something. And he was paid that to give a presentation by a company. And in 2009, Bitcoin, I mean, someone gave you 7,000 Bitcoin. That was like, what, 50 cents? You know, it was, it was like nothing. And now 7,000 Bitcoin is worth how much? Well, it only tracks back to 2015 uh, from what I'm seeing on. OK, so 7,000 uh, Bitcoin. What's the spot price of Bitcoin right now? Uh, currently, Bitcoin is 31,000, almost 32, just shy of 32,000. OK, 000. so multiply that by 7,000. What do we got? So 32,000 by 7,000. 224 million. So this guy's got $224 million in Bitcoin laying there. And he lost his password. <laughs> and he lost his password. <laughs> and if anybody knows how this stuff works, you get a password and you get 10 tries to get into it. And if you don't get it, then the account locks indefinitely forever. You will never get to it again. He's up to eight. Now, uh, apparently this guy, okay, I, I just, I don't even know what to say to this. You can contact whoever he has it stored with. You can contact them and, and walk through a, a recovery process. I mean, it's the same as any other company in any other system like this. So I don't know, unless, unless the company that's holding it doesn't have a system like that, in which case um, they're, they're making bank. Wouldn't you just be gutted though? I mean, if you lost your, your Bitcoin password to be fair i don't lose passwords <laughs> i don't either <laughs> but fair. i mean if something like that i mean it was something you stuck in a drawer all those years ago and you said yeah whatever yeah but th this is the thing when if, if a company paid you that money as or or the bitcoin as you're for doing a speech or a presentation or whatever obviously the company held it and enough of a thought highly enough of it to give it to you as currency so I mean, I'll take seven thousand Bitcoin. It? If you want to, if you want me to do a presentation for you as a company, and I'm saying this openly, right? if you want to pay me seven thousand Bitcoin to do <laughs> to do a presentation uh, for you, yeah, I will do a presentation on whatever you want, and it'll be the best damn presentation you've ever seen. <laughs> I assure you, right. if you're going to pay me seven thousand Bitcoin, right? So I mean, and this is the thing about the Bitcoin situation: as the dollar continues to become more and more unstable, uh, especially with Biden saying. Hey, we're going to stop producing petroleum. We're going to but stop the. Um, we're going to build stuff. back. Bitcoin's yeah, but we're going to build back better. Yeah. Right, right. Bitcoin is just going to keep going up and up and up. It's gone down a bit now, but as things start getting more uncertain, Bitcoin prices are going to go up. Gold prices are going to go up. Other uh, cryptocurrencies are going to go up. And it's just people are looking for security. 
And as things become more and more um, questionable on on how the dollar is going to go, they're going to seek other means to retain All their right, here, wealth. Here's a question. Here, here's a question. So educate me on this because I legitimately don't. I don't know anything about these cryptos. Tell me if I okay. Let's say I have bitcoins. Okay. Oh, which I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about them, so I don't, I don't mess with them. But tell me. Let's say I have. Let's say I have a seven thousand bitcoin or whatever, and I got two hundred and twenty-four. Okay. So how do I turn that into actual money? How do I how do I do that? Uh, it, it's basically very similar to the stocks. It's very similar to the stock market. So you have well, stocks so have to in a run company, it through, run it through a broker, and then they cash it out. They take a fee, and it comes basically. to me in an account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's basically how it how it's done. It's it's more or less more or less a, a conversion of the money. But you you it's literally you're selling your Bitcoin and you're selling it to you know whatever the broker. Whatever. Broker okay. Yeah. So through. the broker takes the part of it, and then okay, so it goes back into yeah. the circulation. Then it could be okay. I see what it is. So yeah, that's yeah, basically right. how it. Yeah, I got it. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because I see all these people that have. They're like all these bitcoins are all scarce, and you know they have, there's this value and everything. And I'm like, how do you get cat? How do you get it like turned into an asset? For example, if I've got two hundred and what did you say? Two hundred twenty-four million or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Whatever doesn't matter. Over two hundred billion. Okay. So let's say I've got all that. Well, I don't want that in cash. I mean, I, you're going to have to take the cash, but I want to turn that into hard assets. Let's say I want to turn, I don't know, let's say I want to take uh, 50 million of that and I want to turn it into gold. Okay. So obviously you can't take Bitcoin for gold. So you need to cash it out. You need to make the purchase in cash for the asset, right? Right. Yeah. So, so so basically you would you would sell a portion of the, your Bitcoin. I mean, you don't have to sell all of it at once, right? right. You can sell a specific right. amount and then cash that in, get your cash and then go to whatever your favorite um gold provider is credit suite which actually that's that's uh, my favorite one if if you're going to get gold by the way um uh, just for just as a quick thing make sure you're getting actual physical gold just just as a kind of like a, a warning yeah don't, don't buy futures the, don't don't do that yeah mm-hmm. yeah because that's not worth anything when uh when uh the fecal matter hits the fan it, it, it's not worth anything and a lot of people are saying uh, a lot, a lot of these banks and things that are saying that, oh yeah, we'll sell you this, uh, we'll sell you this futures on gold. No, when you go to cash that in, then there's nothing there. And a lot of people yep. are saying that the, a lot of the stuff that's uh, that, that are in these banks, it's not actually there. So, for example, the Bank of England, not too many years ago, I remember this, not too many years ago, something was wrong. Somebody went in to, to examine the gold or something in the Bank of England, and when they got down there, somebody had dropped one of the bars or something. And when it hit the ground, they're like, wait a minute, that's okay. Gold, for anybody that doesn't know, pure gold, which in gold bullion, the big bars, or it's very, very, very soft. Okay. Yes. So when it hits the floor, more than likely it's going to do some damage to that. So like it's going to be disformed or or something. It's going to take some physical damage. But when it hit the floor, nothing happened to it. And they're like, well, there's something wrong here. And yeah. they broke it open and they found out it was a tungsten bar that had been coated in gold. Those uh, bars, I believe, um, are 40 pounds now, right? Uh, I think it's a uh, I think the, so, yeah. Big bars now. And, you know, you used to see in the movies, if you've watched the old like westerns or, or pirate movies or whatever, and you, you would pay them and, with gold coin or whatever, they would always bite into the coin. And yeah. that's why. It's because it's, if, if it's pure gold, it's soft. You can bite into it like that and leave an indentation. Yeah. Whereas if it's fake, or or it's been plated. You you can't do that. Yeah, I would uh, I would recommend though. But gold though, I don't even know what gold is at the moment. But I can only imagine gold's going to go higher in the coming uh, coming months because of devaluation. I haven't looked at the the spot price. It's it's currently eighteen fifty six. 
1856. Okay, I mean that's about that's about right. Uh, it's gone up a little bit. I think the last time I looked at it, it was like 1540 or something. But I would expect that after we've thrown 12 trillion at this problem, I would expect gold to go a little bit higher. But to be honest with you, a lot of people that's that's too out of reach, especially in this time. That's too out of reach for a lot of people. So what I would advise, and I'm not a, I'm not an investment advisor or anything like that. I don't have any financial experience or anything like that at all. But what I'm saying is, is if you want to get into hard assets, if you want to uh, get into something that's going to act as a hedge, rather, as as a lifeboat, more or less. Paper assets are going to become more and more devalued in the coming months and in the coming years. So get yourself into silver coins, okay? Silver coins, fantastic way, and they're low enough now to where you can actually get into it now. And a lot of us have been getting into silver coins and gold coins uh, over the last 10 years uh, when the prices uh, were down a little bit lower. But after 2008, gold just shot up and it hasn't come back down. So we were expecting that. We were expecting that. And I was told by you know advisors and brokers and things like that, that that's what was going to happen. And as time goes on, then especially with financial, unknown financial times ahead, then get yourself into some assets. Silver coins are, are a great asset to get into and you can pick them up pretty cheap. The one ounce silver coins, uh, you can get into those. I also heard $25, this- $25, by the way. $25 an ounce for silver. Is that it? Yeah. I need to buy right some now more. it's 25, about 2550. I need to buy some the, more. Uh, yeah. yeah. I need to be buying some more. I'll grab some more this week. The um the other thing, if you can get some uh, hear me on this one. If you're if you're in the US, this is a lot easier to find. Go and get some old dimes that are before the year 1964 because those are silver and you have little tiny pieces that you can deal with. If there's a problem, if there's a financial problem, if there's a financial collapse, you can use these as your currency, your barter and trade, and they're in small quantities, and you can do your trading that way. Just a little tip there. So if you can get dimes before 1964, Ron Paul always used to joke about that. People used to ask, how low could you get gas prices? I can get you gas prices for a dime. And everybody laughed at him. Everybody laughed at him. And he says, no. He says, if we follow hard assets and we have an economy that's governed on sound money, then you'll have 10 cents a gallon for gasoline. That's how it works. All right, we are going to go. So um, we are going to be talking this afternoon about the great reopening. Yes, you heard me right. There is a movement in the UK that is gaining a lot of traction really fast. And I think a lot of us have looked at it over the last few days, and we're really excited about it. Uh, We're going to be having Gavin on this afternoon, a small business owner in the UK, and we're going to be getting his perspective on it as well. And you'll be around later on this afternoon as well, Bruce. I think Ned might stop in. Not sure yet. But uh, yes, we will be focused on the great reopening. So be sure and check us out later on this afternoon. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please tune in later on today. And I hope everyone has a great one.